area of our lives, you've got to develop some healthy habits. If, if you've ever, you know, looked at the scale before and you, th- and you thought, oh, my Lord, you know, I could sure lose, I could sure stand to lose a few pounds. You know, that's no, no condemnation. But, you know, the older you get, you know, it, it just becomes a battle of the bold sometimes. Uh, but in order then for it to, you know, uh, to, to eat properly, you've got to work at it and develop healthy habits. And the same thing is true with exercise. Uh, it's also true with our finances. So the first habit that we want to talk about is this, is always remember that God is our source. I know that sounds, you know, uh, uh, kind of, you know, normal and, and, and very, uh, yeah, yes, God is my source, but understand this, that your salary is not your source. Your saving is not your security. How many of you know your salary can go like that? Your savings can go like that. But when your source of security is God, you're in good shape. So that's something, you know, that we all need to remind ourselves on a regular basis. God's still on the throne. And he is my source. I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to do the very best I can in the area of my finances. But at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, and all day long, remember it's God that gives you the power to get wealth. That's Deuteronomy 8.18. It says, always remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. That's, that's another translation. Say it with me. He's given me the ability to produce wealth. And uh, in our first session, we, we talked about how that God owns it all, but he loans it to us while we're here on earth. And, uh, you know, if you'll notice in the United States and really every economy has wealth makers and wealth takers, okay? Every economy has, has contributors and consumers. About 60% of Americans are really consumers, okay? They're not really contributors, but they are more or less consumers. I don't want to be a wealth taker. I want to be a wealth maker. How about you? Now, the difference between capitalism and communism and Christianity is this. A capitalist says, what's mine is mine, and I'm going to keep it. Communism says, what's yours is mine, and I can take it. But here's what Christianity says. Christians say, what's mine is his. And because it's his, I'm going to share it. And so that would be the purpose then behind all ability to produce wealth is to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. And God, our Heavenly Father, He is extremely productive. Amen? Um, and so, you know, I'd, I'd rather, if I had my rathers about it, I would rather be wealthy and give to the poor rather than be taxed to give to the poor. But that's just a thought now. So, number one, God is our source. Okay? Another habit we need to develop in our lives is is we must honor God first. Say it with me, honor God first. So whatever, whatever that we want God to bless in our lives, we must put him first in our lives. Amen? 
Now, most of you are already doing this, but let me just kind of summarize um, uh, the principle of the tithe. Number one, there's the promise of the tithe. Secondly, there's the purpose of the tithe. Thirdly, there's the place of tithing. Amen. And then there's the day of tithing. Well, the purpose of the tithe is found in Proverbs chapter three, verse nine and ten. If you have time, you can you can look it up there. But uh, it says, "Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of half of your increase." No, all of your increase, all of your increase. And notice what he will do in the next verse. He will, glory to God. You, how many of you want a barn busting, pressed overflowing? Glory to God, new wine blessing. I'm a candidate for that. Okay? So then we tithe right off the top. And a tithe means what? How many percent? Ten percent. It's God's. It belongs to the Lord. Okay? So then there is the promise of the tithing. And then there's the purpose of tithing. That, of course, is found in Deuteronomy 14.23, which basically says this. The purpose of tithing is is to teach you always to put God first in your life. Notice, the firstlings of your herds, your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. Fearing the Lord God always means to put Him first. Amen? Let Him lord it. Let Him be lord to you. Amen? All right? And uh, so tithing then is an act of gratitude. Amen to the Lord for helping us to earn it, right? It's also when we tithe, that's a demonstration of our priorities. It shows who God is, that God is first. And then thirdly, it's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. How many of you know it takes some faith to tithe? All right. And then the place of tithing really is where you worship, where you worship, where your storehouse is. That's found in Malachi 3.10. I know you're familiar with these things, but don't act so bored. He says, bring to my storehouse a full tenth of what you earn. Test me in this, says the Lord, and I will open you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you that you can hardly contain. Hallelujah. And so the windows of heaven are open to the tither. And uh, like one person taught one time, the windows of heaven represent opportunities that God gives us. I believe that we're living right now in a strong year of opportunity. Amen? Opportunities all around for you and for me. And then the day that we should tithe, well, of course, you bring your tithe any time. But uh, it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 2, 16, 2, it says, On the first day of every week, put aside some of what you have earned during the week, and use it for the offering, the amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you to learn, okay, to earn. Okay, so notice with me, on the first day of the week, let everything you lay up in store. That's that's equivalent of saying put aside. So the best way then uh, to put aside is set up online giving. Set up an online giving account. You can You can give online right here at the church. You can do that. And a lot of people do do that. And, and so what that means, it, it becomes automatic. There's no question about it. It's something that happens, you know, at certain times of the month. So use the online giving. Amen? It's simple. 
and it's easy. Okay. So the next, uh, the next uh, benefit or the next habit that we want to develop, and I know you're going to love these, save money wisely. Save money wisely. Proverbs 21.20. Let's look at that scripture. And on your way over there, did you know that the Japanese save 25% of their income? 25%. And did you know the Europeans save about 18% of their income? And you know what Americans do? They spend on average one more percent than they make. And that's probably a low estimate. So, you know, one, one way to, to, to save money is to spend less. And that's a revelation. You know, and I'm feeling that one too. But one question to ask yourself, you know, do I really have to have this? Do I really, do I really have to have this or do I, do I just want it? Do I just desire it? Now, God will give you the desires of your heart. But he doesn't want you, you, the desires of your heart really become the lust of the flesh. And he doesn't want the desires of your heart to override common sense. Amen? You know, John D. Rockefeller was the Bill Gates of years and years ago. And his advice was this, is as soon as you get your check, you tithe 10%. Okay? You pay God. Secondly, you pay yourself. You save 10%. And then thirdly, you live on 80%. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Tithe, save, and then live. Glory to God. That's good. Proverbs 21.20 says that the wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends everything that he has. Did you know that when you save that you are actually making money work for you instead of you working for money? Okay? So if you, if you want to get out of debt, you've got to start saving wisely. Saving wisely. Look at Proverbs 13.11. And, uh, you know, over the course of time, I, you know, I, I see uh, Michelle here and, and I know Ingrid has taught and other people have taught um, the Financial Peace University. How many of you have ever heard of a guy by the name of Dave Ramsey? Just an awesome, awesome anointed man of God to teach these principles. And we have people in this church uh, that have done the seminars and have been coaches for that. And down the road, we may be doing some of those things. So avail yourself uh, to classes, avail yourself to to what God puts at your door, if you will, to help you in getting out of debt and saving money. Amen? Proverbs 13.11 says, Money that comes easily disappears quickly. But money that is gather, gathered little by little, what will it do? It will increase. It will grow. Okay? So what do you do? How do you, how do you gather money little by little? You start saving it. Amen? And then never put all of your eggs in one basket, right? Start investing it. You know, talk to a financial planner. Sometimes you can talk to people for free. They have seminars all around. I know that Ingrid was involved in one in San Francisco over the weekend. It was free. 
and uh, and they can give you some nuggets of wisdom where they can begin then to teach you how to invest and where to invest. Amen. You know, it's just amazing what can happen to a few dollars over the process of 30 years. I mean, it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And God will give you the wisdom to know where to invest, know when to invest. And please avoid all get-rich schemes. The only people that get rich off of get-rich schemes are the schemers. You know? Beware of those in slick slick suits and and patent leather shoes who want to take you to dinner. And let's go to dinner. They'll say, let's talk about this thing we got going. And you end up with a check. I know I'm preaching real strong now. So money that comes easily disappears quickly, but money that is gathered little by little will grow. So what would an example of money that comes easily disappears? Well, how about the lotto? How many people have lost their soul to lottery? You know, these people are out there dancing with millions and millions of dollars one month, six months, 12 months from now, it's all gone. Okay? All right, so save money wisely. All right? And then the next habit is keep good records. Keep good records. Write it down. You've got to track your expenses so you know where the money is going. Look at Proverbs 21.5 again. It says this. It says, plan carefully and you will have nothing. No. Plan carefully and you will have plenty. Guess what? If you don't plan, you won't have anything. If you, if you fail to plan, amen, you're planning to fail. And so plan carefully and you will have plenty. If you act too quickly, you will never have enough. All right? Now let's look at Proverbs 27, 23, and 24. You know, back in, in, in Proverbs, you know, it's talking about knowing the state of your flocks, okay, because it was an agricultural society, and uh, know how many sheep you have, know exactly what you have over here. And so that's the same thing with your money and with your expenses. Know what your income is. Know what your outgo is. Look at Proverbs twenty three twenty four says, Riches can disappear fast, so watch your business interests closely. Know the state of your flocks and your herds. You know, it's been said that money talks. It's been my experience in many people's life that money doesn't talk. It just walks away. It just walks right out the door. I don't know where it all went. I don't know where it all went. Well, look at your checkbook. And you'll know, I'm getting some bad vibrations. I, I want to be like the Beach Boys tonight and pick up some good vibes. <laughs> anyway. Glory. Everyone say glory. glory. Ignorance plus easy credit equals trouble. Ignorance plus easy credit equals trouble. I mean, they send you these letters and they pretend like, you know, you're their best pal. Yeah, just wait. Just wait till they lower the boom. So, four things. Know what you own. Know what you own. Know what you owe. 
Know what you earn and know where it goes. Own, owe, earn, and where does it go? Proverbs 23.5, let's look at that scripture. Proverbs 23.5 says this, Your money can be gone in a flash as if it had grown wings and flown away like an eagle. <laughs> For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. And I you thank God for our government, you know. They put an eagle on every dollar bill to remind you of that. Didn't they? There's an eagle on every dollar bill. Okay, the next one is plan your spending. Everyone say, I will plan my spending. You know what that means? That means the bud word and not Budweiser, budget, right? A budget equals plan spending. Tell your money where you want it to go. Tell you, tell it what you're going to do with it and where you want it to go. Listen, impulse buying, unplanned buying. I mean, the best place to blow a ton of money is at Costco. I mean, you just couldn't resist that 100-pound bag of rice. And next thing you know, it's infested with bugs. And you can't eat it. You know? Impulsive buying. Impulsive spending. One of the stupidest things you can do is just pay cash for a brand new car. Unless you're absolutely loaded. You know? You know how much an automobile depreciates once you drive it off the lot? You'd be amazed. I heard a man of God. He's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. And he's a preacher. And... uh he drives a 1990 Ford. Back years ago, in uh, 19, I don't know, 80s or so, 1990s, he bought a 1972 Cutlass. And the paint was chipped off, and the roof was all ratted out. So he drove it to Tijuana, and they fixed it up on outside and inside for 1500 bucks. And he drove it for six years. He's a millionaire. He's a multi-multi-millionaire. You know why? Because he started investing when he was 17 years old. And he also wrote a book called Purpose Driven Life. <laughs> which doesn't hurt. And so when that book started bringing in the millions of dollars, he paid his church back for 25 years of service every penny. That's awesome. Now, we understand that that's a, that's a large testimony. That's a huge testimony to the glory of God. But, you know, if you don't start where you're at, you'll never advance. You'll never go forward. Start where you're at today. Everyone say 10, 10, 80. All right. So, so plan your spending. Proverbs twenty one twenty one translation says, Stupid people spend their money as fast as they get it. It's true. Good planning and hard work will lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts always lead to, pro to poverty. I believe in the prosperity message, but I also believe in being diligent. I, I, don't, I don't believe in, in just being idle and believing money in and, you know, asking everybody to, to pay your way. That's not the will of God. 
And then the next one is set up a, a, a repayment plan. Set up a repayment plan. How many of you know you didn't get into over debt overnight? Amen. I believe our goal, every one of us at Heart of the Bay Christian Center, should be to be debt free. Amen. We might as well call those things which be not as though they are until they are and ask for wisdom in it. We're calling this church debt free. Hallelujah. But start then with a repayment plan. You didn't get into debt overnight. You're not going to get out of debt overnight. In Proverbs 3.27, it says this. Don't withhold repayment of your debts. Don't withhold repayment of your debts. And Romans 13.8 says, Owe no man anything. But I like what one translation says. It says, Let no debt remain outstanding. How many of you know what an outstanding debt is? Okay. An outstanding debt is something that you just simply pay interest on. You just pay interest on. Now, if that's where you're at, pay your interest, value it, honor God. Amen. But believe God to start paying principal. Amen. And then the last habit is you got to make a total, you need to just absolutely commit it all to God. Let's look at Proverbs 16, verse 3. Proverbs 16, 3. Too many people are spending money that they don't have on things that they do not need. Okay? Proverbs 16, 3. Let's read it together. He says, Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. One translation says, Commit your work to the Lord, and then your plans will succeed. Did you know that debt is not our biggest problem? You know what the biggest problem in most people in the United States of America is? Yes, they're in debt, but the biggest problem is an undisciplined, unmanaged life. Just having to keep up with everybody, having to have this, got to do this, got to go there, got to have this, got to, got to, got to, got to do it. An unmanaged life. I believe this, that there's just too much wrong thinking about what enjoying life really means. I'm telling you, you could own jets, you could own mansions, and work your finger to the bone and never enjoy any of it. You can, you can, you can work so hard at making the almighty buck at the paper chase and get so distracted by the deceitfulnesses of riches that that'll enter into your life and literally choke the Word of God. While your kids are growing up without a mom, your kids are growing up without a dad, grandkids are growing up without mentors. I submit to you tonight, we need to learn the real value of life and learn to enjoy the cod kind of life that He wants us to enjoy. I believe a sunrise is real enjoyable. I believe hanging around with my grandkids is real enjoyable. I believe chasing Brenda around the house is extremely enjoyable. And I want to have enough energy to do that when she comes home from Branson. Can you say amen? So here's what most people do. They get their check, they spend it, and then they worry about it because they don't have anything left. And then they work their fingers to the bone to try to repay it. 
They try to save it and they can't because they spent it all. They'd like to give, but they can't because they spent it all. Here's God's order. Dedicate it to the Lord. Commit it to Him. Tithe it. Save it. Repay yourself. And then enjoy life. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life to the full, in abundance, till it overflows. Amen? And so these are habits. I know it's a lot of information. You need to understand that the information we gave you in these last five weeks is just, it's just an appetite. I mean, it's an appetizer. Um, if you really want to get locked in, you really want to get hooked in, get hooked up with Crown Financial or someone like Dave Ramsey, and they will help you step-by-step step go through the process. Listen, it is doable to be debt-free. And it's doable to be a great blessing. Amen? Praise God. Father, we thank you tonight for this time that we've had together, for this groups, and I thank you for the leaders and the people. And I pray, Lord, that you would help all of us get out of debt, Lord. Thank you, Father, for debt freedom being the will and the plan of God for everyone's life. Father, we pray that you'd give us all wisdom, wisdom, Lord, to handle the things that you have placed before us. And, Lord, we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen.